welcome to the first episode of the Short Hook Podcast with me, your host, Chris Collins. And I am absolutely delighted to be bringing you this boxing podcast. Basically, what we're going to be doing every single time there is a big fight in the world of boxing. Me, myself, sometimes maybe a guest if we can manage it. We'll be coming on, dropping a show in 15 minutes or less, just previewing that big fight. And we start this whole series, this whole podcast, this whole show with an absolute banger this weekend between Derek Chisora and Joseph Parker. They were supposed to fight before. Parker got taken out of the fight with a spider bite. And that's why I don't live in his part of the world, in Australia and New Zealand. But he got bitten by a spider. He fell sort of unwell and got taken out of the fight. So it was supposed to happen before. It didn't. It's about to happen now. We are less than 24 hours, or just over 24 hours rather, away from seeing the fight. So let's get into it. Let's see what both fighters are going to bring to the table and preview what's going to happen, basically. So look at both men and their records. Chisora and Park, obviously Chisora, slightly more experienced than his counterpart, slightly older at 37 years old. 32 and 10 with 23 knockouts. Parker, 28 and 2, 21 KOs. Chisora, the fear for me with Chisora is at 37 years old, this is his last chance saloon. He has to get a result here against Joseph Parker. Otherwise, I don't really know where else there is to go. And the fear with Chisora is he is a very, very good heavyweight boxer. He's always fought to a high level. But when he gets to the upper, upper echelon guys, it kind of falls through and it doesn't work out for him. Um, you know, losing to Vitaly Klitschko, lost to Tyson Fury twice, lost to uh, Dillian White twice. Usyk recently by unanimous decision in a fight that he did look good in, to be fair to him. Um, just, just got pegged back in points in the end. Um, very durable. Has only ever been knocked out badly once by Dillian White um, in a fight that, again, he was very much in. And David Hay knocked him out a fair few years ago. But this is what I mean. The upper, upper echelon guys, as soon as he gets to that higher, higher level um, where he's either fighting for a world title, which he has done once, or he's getting up towards that fight before he fights for a world title. He seems to fall short. And you can't really say that about Parker. You can't really say that about Parker. The guy is obviously a former heavyweight champion. Um, wins over some great names. You know, Takam, Ruiz Jr. by majority decision. Huey Fury, another close fight by majority decision. Um, those two sort of, it's a coin toss whether you thought Parker won those fights or not. But I thought, personally, he did enough in both fights to get it done. Uh, Junior Farr, most recently, where he picked up the WBO Oriental title. His only losses are to Anthony Joshua, which, you know, no shame in that, and to Dillian White by unanimous decision. Again, no shame in that. Dillian White is an elite fighter. Uh, Anthony Joshua, the one where he lost his WBO title. The interesting thing about this fight is the fact that both men have kind of switched up a little bit with camp. So now, you know, after being in Las Vegas for a little bit, he's sort of switched over to Morecambe now. Um, Joseph Parker, he's training with Andy Lee. Andy Lee, who a lot of you may know, has been very, very close to Tyson Fury, someone who has been the, uh, let's call him the kryptonite of Derek Chisora before. So that's an interesting change. I think that's a very positive change for, for Joseph Parker. And when he lost the two fights against Anthony Joshua and Dillian White, I think the big complaint from me and a lot of other people was that he wasn't aggressive enough. He didn't do enough. I don't know whether that was because he shit a brick and the occasion got to him or, you know, whether Anthony Joshua and Dillian White really are that good. I think it's a combination of both. Uh, they're big fights, big pressure on them. 
Um, and ever since those two fights have happened, he has started to look a little bit like his former self at the start of his career when he was, you know, picking up win after win by knockout, basically. Uh, and he looks like he's got a point to prove in fights now. But he's going to have to change things up a, a bit slightly with Chisora. You know, Chisora now training with Buddy McGirt. Buddy McGirt pretty much said, you know, quoted in the in the media this week that the, the plan for Parker is simple. Got to put the pressure on him. Got to put him through the fire and make sure we put it on him every second of every round of this fight, which is the only way that Chisora is going to win this fight. He has to be aggressive like we know he will be. He has to come out. He has to take charge. And he has to build up that unassailable lead on points. There's only two ways the fight's going to go for me. I don't think you're going to see Parker knock out Chisora. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the likelihood is that Parker wins on points. I think that's what most people are expecting. It's certainly what the bookies are expecting because they've put him as a, a as an odds-on favourite. Or you're going to see Chisora pick up a knockout. Chisora's not going to win this fight on points. You know, we've seen it time and time again over, over Chisora's career. When he comes up against the elite guys like we were just talking about a minute ago, he tends to get, you know, paid back on points even after he picks up a lead. I, I, I can see it going a similar way to the Usyk fight this, where Chisora looks good. It's a commendable performance. He puts his heart and his soul into it, but he just ultimately comes up short against, you know, Joseph Parker, who is a, he's a tremendous boxer, a great pedigree. Uh, and he's very, very, very good if you give him space and you let him just go for the motions stick on the outside of a jab and just play his game from a distance. That's where Parker's is at his best. It might not be the flashiest thing in the world to watch. It might not be the most entertaining thing in the world to watch. But for every fight of his career, apart from two fights, it's worked. And I think that's what you're going to see Parker do. And with Andy Lee in his corner, you know, I think they're just going to come up with a, a game plan, a really solid game plan, disciplined, stand on the outside, do not get into those crazy brawls with Chisora, don't get stuck on the inside with him where he's going to try and bully you and use his size, even though Chisora is actually smaller in height, which is crazy to say that he's a bigger fighter, but Chisora is, you know, he's a tank of a man. Don't get caught on the inside, you know, where Chisora like, likes to, you know, he, he performs at his best, basically. Well, he's in the heat at the moment, he's... Everything's just a bit brawly, a bit gnarly, a bit nasty, a bit dirty. That's where Chisora would win this fight. And Joseph Park is far too good, far too disciplined to, to not get drawn into that. So to to get to the end of my waffling, if I'm predicting this fight, if I'm previewing this fight, I, I pretty much see it going the way that everyone else sees it going. I think Chisora builds up a bit of a lead and about midway, midway round four, I'll say, Parker starts to find his groove, starts to establish a jab and distance, stays on the outside, picks him apart for the rest of the fight. You might see him wobble Chisora. You might even see him wobble him a couple of times, but I don't think he's going to get him out of there. I think he'll win a unanimous decision. Um, yeah, can't see can't see it being any other way than that. Chisora, does he have the ability to shock us all? Of course he does. He's got bombs in either hand, but I think Parker has more than enough about him to avoid getting dragged into that slugfest and when this fight you points basically by unanimous decision. Either way, I think it's a cracking card. This we'll uh, we'll have a look at some of the fights that are on this weekend. Apart from that, obviously in the same card you've got Kate Taylor fighting Natasha Jones for all of them, and I mean all of the marbles. Kate Taylor, oh, what can you say about her that's not already been said? She is phenomenal. She is a phenomenal, phenomenal boxer, and Natasha Jones. I've got it all to do tomorrow night. This is a rematch, obviously, of their bout from the Olympics many, many moons ago when Taylor picked up gold. 
It's going to be an absolute classic. Uh, Demetra Bivol and Craig Richards for the WA light heavyweight titles. That's going to be a great fight. Chris Eubank Jr. makes his return. He's been out for a, for a hot minute. He's picked up a new training camp and new surroundings. Um, I believe he's been working with some, uh, some some very famous, very talented former boxers. Uh, don't know if Roy Jones Jr. sort of uh, sounds familiar to any of you, but the, the word is that he's looking very sharp, Eubank Jr., so I'm looking forward to seeing him coming back. But that is not an easy fight for him in Marcus Morrison. Marcus Morrison, uh, man lad, very, very talented, and this is, this is a world title fight for Morrison. This is a big, big opportunity for him to, to knock off a solid name at middleweight and start his career sort of really rolling and, and avalanche into the bigger fight. So that that's going to be a very intriguing fight, I think, between Eubank Jr. and Morrison. And then on a, another card in America, you've got Andy Ruiz Jr. He is back and he'll be fighting Chris Ariola. Solid fight, solid opponent. I do think Andy Ruiz Jr. gets it done, especially seeing him train recently. He looks shredded for Andrew Ruiz Jr. anyway compared to you know when we saw him in that second AJ fight he looks motivated he looks happy he looks content he looks like he's really flying high at the moment and, and he's got his head in a in a great headspace basically so expect Andy Ruiz Jr. to come out and have a phenomenal performance and really put Ariola to the sword that's what I'm expecting and that is it from us so if you've enjoyed this podcast, thank you very much for watching. If you enjoyed it, please follow us on Twitter. We are at Short Hook Pod. And if you'd like to subscribe to us on YouTube, just go onto YouTube and search for the Mad Sports Network. Like I say, every single time there's a big fight coming up in the boxing world, I will drop one of these podcasts. As soon as we get a few episodes in, I'm going to try and get some special guests on. We will be back next Friday with a special episode for a fight that everyone has been looking forward to for a long, long time. That is Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo Alvarez. Oh, that is going to be a barn burn. I can't wait to get into that. But thank you very much for joining me for this episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, the Mad Sports Network, we've got loads of shows uh, across loads of different sports, from football, American football, to darts, to the mixed martial arts, a guard pass that I host every two weeks on Thursday with my good friend Justin Whittle, all on the Mad Sports Network. So make sure you jump on there, subscribe. As soon as you hit that subscribe button, we go live with any show. You'll get a notification telling you that we're good to go and you can tune in and watch us and get yourself involved. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Chris Collins and we will see you next week on Friday. Take care.